Welcome back to Speaking of Strong Style, where we discuss the news, issues, and events surrounding New Japan Pro Wrestling. I am Stephen Conway. With me is Jeremy Feinstone. We're contributors to the Fight Game Media Network, and we are here to uh, talk some big news. We have some things coming out from the company's business presentation on the 10th. We're going to talk about that off the top and, uh, and, and in more detail later on in the show. But there are a couple of key things that we want to get into uh, early. Then we're going to very quickly pre, uh, preview Royal Quest 3. I mean, we're going to do a comprehensive preview of it. It's going to be toward the top of the show. And also going to talk Super Junior Tag Team announcements. We found out who the contestants are in that tournament. We have new matches for Fighting Spirit, Unleashed in Vegas, and other shows down the road. Uh, this has been a news-filled few days, Jeremy. I, my head's kind of spinning to get wrapped around it. What do you think of all this? I was just laughing. I was like, oh, you know, we're going to find out a couple of things on, uh, you know, Tuesday Tuesday morning, right? And the first press conference I saw was the Naito Sonata Wrestle Kingdom sure. press conference, right? And then I was just like, oh, all right. Like, I guess that's all the news. Then we get the business plan, and the business plan is chock full of information here, there, everywhere. And then I think it was this morning that they dropped, like, a number of different information and cards, and we just weren't sure. And then you're just, we're just taking it all in. And I was, and I had given you some ideas about some of these teams for, uh, the Super Junior Tag League. You couldn't wait to take credit for I'll that, could you? spitballing on some of these. <laughs> two minutes? The over-under on two minutes of No, uh, no, no. Credit. And so I wasn't sure if we were going to be having this conversation yet. Because yeah. it was down to the wire that we yeah. were going to be finding out. But they dropped it all, like, last night. And so now we got a lot of content when it was on Monday when we were recapping the uh, Destruction Ria Goku card. By the way, if you're listening, looking for that, please go back to our podcast feed and the YouTube channel. We had a special uh, review show for that, and we won't be touching on it all that much. But we get back to it, and here we are three days later, and we have at least 90 minutes worth of content to go. I would say so. I want to say hello to Colin, who's watching live. Uh, he says he nearly forgot about us, but he didn't. Colin remembered. That's great. Uh, Colin's been a guy. I, I understand. A lot of things have been on Colin's mind. Rangers have a new manager. So, I mean, there's a lot going on with that. And that's always critically important in, uh, in Scottish football for uh, for Rangers and, and uh, Celtics. So, Sam's here. Yeah, uh, very good. Uh, yes. And, of course, it is our 69th episode. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's true uh i didn't notice that until you made the the little uh card for it uh, that holds our place on the youtube page i just thought oh well that's good it's a taguchi episode of the show yeah. and uh of course uh sam uh, one of the co-hosts of the great power bombshell show 1 p.m eastern time every sunday so uh you can uh, listen to that and uh get a lot of great information from sam and mel so we're glad sam is with us here and uh bank and bjorn's with us Said he saw the Finlay match from Destruction. I found it pretty good. I did too. Yeah, I mean it wasn't a, not an all-time classic, but we thought he and Tamatanga did some good stuff in that. So, yeah, I guess, yeah everyone's uh, kind of coming down Friday off of that. Friday the thirteenth, we are indeed ass men. We <laughs> yes, that's, that's very true. Oh my goodness, Friday the thirteenth is a big show. I got tickets to Taylor Swift era's movie. I'm going. Hey man, yeah. I think about if she wanted to go, she couldn't. No, I'm like. Oh really? Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm going. I'm thinking about dressing up as Calvin Harris. I think all I need is like a uh, a pair of jeans, a white sure. T-shirt, and a little Fisher Price turntable. 
You live your best life, Stephen. Yeah, I'm ready to go. So there you go. So uh, yeah, well, I'm glad everybody's with us here, but uh, it's going to be a big, going to be a big weekend. So all right, now let's talk about this. There are a couple key things from this business presentation, and we're going to go over it in more detail later on in the show. Some of the the back end of it here, uh, but uh, we do have a couple things that are important. First of all. We were wondering if there was going to be a second historic crossover with New Japan and Stardom talent on the same show in mixed tags. The answer to that is yes. That's all we know. They didn't announce a date. They didn't probably 2024. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's all we got. That's all we got. But it is going to happen, and we're happy to hear about that. And the other little bit of information that's important because of the way we watch New Japan Pro Wrestling, we have a date, a launch date for the new. NJPW World Service. That will be November the 9th, as you can read right here in Kanji and Katakana, if you can do so. So we have a graphic up for the folks watching, uh, listening on the podcast here, but it's all in Japanese. But uh, yeah, again, uh, just right in the middle, there's an 11 and a 9. <laughs> and all the devices right in the middle. And you know what? I cribbed this straight from New Japan 1972, and this yeah. information is clutch. It is. So November 9th is when things are going to apparently change over and we will get the new apps and the, the new presentation, the new interface with NJPW World. So considering uh, almost every, I know we did, we have some listeners in Japan. Uh, I know that I can see that on our, uh, the podcast stats. So I know there are some people there that might uh, consume New Japan differently than we do. But uh, yeah, for NJPW World, there you go. We have a service launch date of November 9th. So uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, Venkin just says, uh, give me some desperado pulling girls hair again. That was some top heel stuff. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know who did the most damage to women in that show was Tanahashi, which I was deeply disappointed about. Uh, I, and I talked about that with Scott Edwards when we went over it. That, uh, and, and that was brought up by Shota Umino, who said he didn't like Tanahashi's behavior at the last historic crossover. I didn't either, Shota. I, I, I agree with you. Completely. It was, yeah, especially the slap across the face really bothered me. Uh, that that was there are better ways to do it than that. And I, and of all the people in the, the biggest baby face in the company, the ones giving air hugs to children uh, during the pandemic and things, that's the guy they see slap a woman across the face during a match. I just like completely weird. I just, you know, hopefully Tanahashi does a little better in the future from there. I didn't like that at all. So, uh, but anyway, but the rest of historic crossover, I did enjoy. Uh, so I am excited that they're going to be doing it again. And hopefully Suzu Suzuki, who won the five-star Grand Prix, will be on that, Jeremy. She's a fantastic worker. She's only 20 years old. Maybe she's 21 now. I think she may have just turned 21. But a phenomenal talent for the future. Uh, won the five-star Grand Prix. Wasn't supposed to, from what we hear. <laughs> like, but they have had a rash of injuries yeah. right there. But, yeah, but they've been going Suzu, hard. They've been going real hard. <laughs> Suzu is a very worthy champion, and hopefully she's introduced to the new Japan audience now because she's she's brilliant. So uh, that's going to be good. So. Yeah, Colin says, what, the ace slapped someone, and uh, yeah, just smacked uh, Micah, I believe, right across the face, stomped on her, which is part of the match, it was a pro wrestling match, what I didn't like was he just slapped her across the face, which is a little too domestic violence-y violence for me, uh, just the way it was done, too, it was just mm -hmm. very dismissive, like, smack across the face, I think, you know, Tanahashi, you need to be better than that. All right. Uh, anyway, I want to just mention that uh, if you are watching this on YouTube and uh, most of you are and or listening on a podcast, whatever, please uh, like, subscribe, uh, tell a friend. Most importantly, geez, that's the best way to get the word out. If you know somebody that's into New Japan Pro Wrestling yeah. and thinks they would like the show, make sure you tell them. And we definitely appreciate everybody who's already done those things. 
Uh, you guys have been very, very kind to us, and we definitely appreciate it. But we want the show to keep growing. So, yeah, if you could like, subscribe, tell a friend, all that kind of good stuff, uh, we would appreciate it. So we well, have an event. Thank you. Thank you. We have an event coming up uh, this Sunday, Jeremy. We have Royal Quest 3 in the Copper Box Arena in London, uh, England. So uh, do we want to go through this card here? And uh, some pretty exciting stuff. I think I have you ready to go. This is something I was very happy to see. We had Taiji Ishimori and Robbie Axe. Now, this is Ishimori's return to the ring. We haven't seen him in ring action uh, in a match since uh, he injured his uh, neck there in uh, the uh, Super Junior Tournament. And he's coming back against uh, a really good wrestler, Robbie X. Should be an exciting match. Should be one that uh, I feel like Taiji's going to win. But most importantly, I'm just happy to see this guy able to get back in the ring and wrestle a match. So, yeah, I there's a tune-up match for Taiji Shimori, it seems like. Um, just coming back from the Hiromu uh, face-off last weekend. If you didn't know about it, he, he returned back then after the cervical spinal injury that they said that he had. So, let's see what he has. Interested that his opponent is named Robbie X when uh, <laughs> potentially there is an X to be named later uh, mm-hmm. in the Super Junior Tag League. But I don't think it's this guy. But that was just a little red herring uh, for a conversation later on. There have been a plethora, a veritable cornucopia of X's in New Japan Pro Wrestling mm. lately. We we just dealt with one that turned out to be Yuya Uemura. We have Robbie X now, and there's another X in the Super Junior Tournament we'll talk about there. And, uh, yes, uh, Colin's asking, where can I watch this? It's going to be on uh, the – I believe Royal Quest Three is going to be part of the Rev Pro service mm-hmm. right yeah so you get this one when you get the rev pro streaming service all you have to do is sign on it's not an additional pay-per-view but you just sign on for for a rev pro service and whatever that costs for the month uh, i don't think it's very much it but you will get air on delay on new japan world at some point but it was up to three weeks that it took for royal quest 2 to air and there were a number of matches that a lot of us were chomping at the bit to see so if if there is any sense of urgency to seeing it, Rev Pro uh, streaming service is where you want to go. Yeah, and apparently you just pay for the first month, and you get the entire archive right there for that month. So you can just binge the heck out of it. And there's some great stuff in the Rev there's Pro. Some stuff from August with uh, Shingo and Will as well. Sure. And then uh, this will be a part of it, not an additional. I know like sometimes you get NJPW World, and then there's an additional pay-per-view to watch things like the Junior Festival and all that. That's not what this is, from what I'm told. For a grand total cost of $50. <laughs> Boy. We'll get into that when I bought my tickets for the Garland show. The Garland. T- I'm, uh, I'm going to... I bought tickets to the Las Vegas show. That's all done and dusted. But then I also bought tickets today for the November 10th show uh, that's going on uh, outside of Dallas. It's in Garland, Texas. But you'll probably hear Dallas uh, talk about it. And we'll get into that later. And man, the ticketing fees. Those guys are crazy. Crux, I tell you. So, uh, yeah, but anyway, none of that. None of that here. You can just go ahead and watch the uh, Rev Pro uh, streaming service and see Ishimori's uh, return to the ring. Interesting match here. Trent Seven, who I uh, was one of the cornerstones of NXT UK when he was with the WWE system mm-hmm. for a while there, taking on El Desperado. Uh, his first New Japan match since 2016. Trent Seven. He was among the main event scene in NXT UK, feuding with Tyler Bate until they dumped the promotion and unceremoniously had this guy disappear. Now, he's popped up here and there. Uh, He's been on an AEW uh, a couple of times, and 
I don't know what to expect out of this. This does seem like a bit of an odd duck match, but uh, I'm pretty confident El Desperado can have a pretty decent match with him. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, Desperado can have a good match with him, and Trent Seven can too. He's one of the better guys out there. So this will probably be a good wrestling match. You're right. It's a bit of a random draw, so to speak. They feel like two ping pong balls that came out of a hopper. I wonder what this means for Trent Seven and getting an avenue with New Japan because he's not exactly a guy that wouldn't fit with New Japan. Like maybe a little bit more comedy, but he's got the chops and he's also got the ability to go hard and also perform. So um, if this is a one-off, if this is a little bit more than that, I'm just kind of curious. So it was an eyebrow raise when I saw this person. And if uh, the uh, semantics of things has any impact, he, Pete Dunne, and Tyler Bate were British strong style, after all. That was the name of their faction. So, you know, there's a little bit of symmetry there if they want to make it that way. You can always lean into that, right? Some brawling brutes. (laughs) They can ask, by the way, is November 10th, it's at the Lone Star Show. Yes, it's called the Lone Star Shootout. Lone Star Shootout, because uh, we're not allowed to use the word shootout when we talk about uh, Texas and Oklahoma uh, anymore. We're a little sensitive toward things like that. But pro wrestling can still use the word shootout. But yes, this and is then, the Lone Star And every lumberjack match in New Japan is lumberjack death. Don't forget that. Yeah, we do that. We do that. But hey, and, and stardom has a clown named Fukugan Death. So it, it's just, it doesn't have the stigma. It doesn't have the stigma. Uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> If we talk more about that, we'll get into politics. We don't want to do any of that. Next up, we have Yoda Suji and Luke Jacobs. Now, Yoda Suji did a lot of his excursion in Rev Pro Wrestling, so the fans are going to be familiar with him. Probably damn happy to see him. And he's wrestling another up-and-coming talent named Luke Jacobs. And similar to Trent Seven, a good performance here could very well lead to a little more Luke Jacobs on the New Japan roster and uh on cards so big match for him and uh, a slight version of a homecoming for suji i think this might actually be a rematch between the two okay um i think yoda suji lost to him um mm. the first time around and so this is going to turn around and be uh the get back which honestly makes a whole lot of sense with the way that they work things and uh, yeah, I think I think that is exactly the case. Is that Yoda Suji lost to him in the past, and now he's going to come around, and Yoda Suji and him are going to run it back. Yoda Suji is going to look good in the uh, warm up for the future, and I think everyone's going to win with this match. I think um, I haven't seen Luke Jacobs before, but I have seen Yoda Suji, and I'm generally <laughs> pleased when he wrestles. <laughs> yeah. That's very well said. So, all right. Well, then we'll have a special challenge match. We have a title match on this show. The IWGP Junior Heavyweight titles, tag team titles, will be on the line. Drill Maloney and Clark Connors from Bullet Club will be defending against Leon Slater and Cameron Kai. So, almost no one thinks there's going to be a title change right here, but a good showing from Slater and Kai and should be a good match. These are four talented guys. Yeah, I... I really enjoy the relationship that uh, New Japan has with the British strong style scene and the Rev Pro, and so they're getting they're getting some talent that's younger and younger. But it appears they are world talented, from what I understand of these two guys. So uh, I think we're in for a bit of a show. Nobody expects a title change before a uh, tag tournament that Bullet Club is has the titles for. But honestly, middle of the card. 10 minutes, eight minutes. I think, I think, you know, what you're going to be signing up for a good match where the champions retain. There's nothing wrong with that going into a tournament to establish these guys too. It's, it's just healthy for everybody here. So 
exposure for the young guys. Yeah, exactly. Six-man tag. Uh, El Fantasmo, Tama Tonga, and Tonga Loa on one end of it. And uh, more Bullet Club on the other. Alex Coughlin, David Finlay, and Gabe Kidd. Uh, this is one that has the potential for an Empire Strikes Back moment. Uh, the Bullet Club took a nasty pounding at uh, destruction in Rio Goku there. Almost got swept off the field. And one so one pretty for him. <laughs> no, so uh, there there could be some uh, get back here. Uh, I'm not predicting a specific result, but uh, I do have a feeling you'll be seeing the nastiest side of uh, Coglin Kid and Finlay in this one as they uh, move forward toward the tag team tournaments and whatever else they have planned for Finlay. Because you know, again, we mentioned it last week. Yes, they took the title off David Finlay. Nobody thinks that Finlay is moving down the card. Uh, no. This is uh, having the Bullet Club leader in an important position is something that's always in Ghetto's mind. So uh, we'll see what they do with Finlay, it's, but it's a chance for a little get back here. If I had to guess, I think it would be Finlay pinning Tangaloa because that protects a rematch setup that they really don't need to do with ELP and uh, Gabe Kidd and, and Alex Coughlin. And they really need to move on between Tamatonga and Finlay but they're going to be reheating Bullet Club really quickly. So if I had to draw any conclusions to this, I'd say Tangaloa is going to be uh, looking at the bright lights at the end of the night. It makes a lot of sense because you want to protect Coughlin and Kid going because the tag team tournament for the heavyweights is not far away. And you, know, you don't have to totally protect them right now, but you could, and it wouldn't hurt anything. And well, you don't want them to get a pin because then you're like resetting the whole, they're going to yeah. get a, like a title shot. And yeah. Yeah, I you don't have to know explain if that's that away. really the play before the the title tournament. No. And uh wanted to mention, too, the other thing. We'll get to it later. Ishimori, another reason he's going to win is he's challenging Hiromu Takahashi right. for the title. Uh, and I, I did forget to mention that off the top. We're going to get to that when we talk about future matches uh, coming up. So, and Bankenborn loved every second. Bjorn loved every second of Bullet Club losing. I think a lot of people did. It was pretty satisfying uh, to see right there, which makes them effective heels. The rundown today, Stephen, was some kind of power struggle, so I understand why you missed the Hiromu and Ishimori detail. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Uh, here you go. Now, all right, everybody get ready. Here we go. Jeremy Feinstein predicted this one last week. He's never been so self-satisfied. Uh, I'm satisfied because I really wanted to see these guys. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Ren Narita and Shoto Amino as a tag team facing Francesco Akira and Great Okan. United Empire against uh, the uh, Reiwa Three Musketeers, two-thirds of them anyway. Narita and Umino, they're teaming up. Here we go. Uh, It's probably going to end in tears, but we've got a ways to go before (laughs) we get to that. I I don't like Akira's chances in this one, do you? No, 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 I do not. I I think someone's going to be taking, what, uh, Death Rider? Death Rider makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Death yeah, Rider yeah. maybe into a, a suplex where you can walk yeah. right back up and take Yeah. Take it could be something like that. I think they're going to look, I think they're going to look outstanding as a team together and all will be right with the world for a little bit. And uh, here's a couple more guys who had Rev Pro uh, experience. Of course, Shoto Amino and Great Okan spent most of their excursions here too. So there's going to be I a expect- really big reaction for this, this match. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be an exciting one to see. I, I'm very curious to see how Narita and Umino play this. Is there going to be that immediate dissension, you know, like the, the blind tags were like, hey, what, you just tagged me? You know, like stuff like that. Or are, are they going to be smooth? Or maybe they could do the, the dissension early, then go smooth, and then someone turns. It's uh, it, You can go a lot of different ways with this, and they're all kind of fun. 
I uh, I feel like the play would be to have them on the same page really, really well at the beginning, and then things start to fray, and by mm-hmm. the end of it, they just they fall apart, and their chances to move forward in the tournament just fall apart because they fall apart, and then uh, then they blame each other, and then we have a Wrestle Kingdom match. And I was all say, if only we, if only we had a huge show coming, all is right in the world. <laughs> uh, yes, I am here for this. This is, right. the, this is the match that gets me beyond the main event. This is the match. I'm like, okay, yeah, I want to watch this match. And he says, uh, United Empire probably gets along. Yeah, absolutely. They're not going to separate any of those guys. That's that's not going to happen there. And we have our first preview tag. Now, of course, Sonata and Tetsuya Naito have wrestled each other since. The whole thing happened with just five guys and him leaving LIJ. That's happened before. But this is the first real preview tag since the formal announcement that we all knew was coming, that this is going to be the main event at Wrestle Kingdom. And and it will be the main event, no matter what kind of dream match comes up. And they're saying that this is how it's ending. Naito fans should be very, very Happy to hear that. <laughs> Sonata teaming with Doki from Just Five Guys against Bushi and Tetsuya Naito. So Doki and Bushi are terrific wrestlers, but I think all eyes are going to be on the psychology and interaction between the champion and his challenger. Sure. Sure. I think we need to play a game for the next three months. And are you mm-hmm. ready for this game, Stephen? Let's I go. think we should keep track of how many tags Kanata and Naito have against each other before Wrestle Kingdom. And then hmm. keep track of how many times Sonata and or Naito are the ones taking the pinfall in these matches. Oh, I can answer the second part of that right now. <laughs> Zero. Well, the, no one's going to take any pins. They'll be giving out a lot of them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there will be destinos. There, 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 be be... there might be one or two key to a storyline here or there that... Uh, that set up going into Wrestle Kingdom. But there's going, everybody, I'm just telling you right now, get used to it. There is going to be dozens of these tag matches where you these two be guys, well, at least for all the big shows, like yeah. we're going, you're going in Vegas and Lone Star Shootout and this one, those are at least three big shows that they are setting up tag matches. And if you think the undercard matches aren't going to be multi man, like matches in which these guys are facing off against each other, everything from here to there. Like if you thought evil and the house of torture versus just five guys was insufferable going through <laughs> destruction and Ryogoku, Oh my God, get ready for just five guys and LIJ to get worn down to the brake pad nub. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see because it does look like they're doing preview tags for Super Junior Tournament. There there are 10 teams in the tournament, which we're going to get to those in a little bit. And that means five matches. That's not enough. You can throw a Young Lion match on there. That's six. But then there's a couple more. And at least at the beginning of the tour in Saitama, we're seeing a preview tag right. on there. So, yeah, there will be quite a few clashes, but you're not going to see everything they're going to hold a lot back there i know they will that's just how they do these things so they're 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 gonna get a lot of guys healthy and uh rested up before wrestle kingdom so the next three months you're not gonna see a whole lot of okada you're not gonna see a whole lot of ashii doing a whole lot of extra stuff probably finley will be uh setting up whatever his program is but not he's not gonna be going going balls to the wall you know like we're gonna we're going to be getting a lot of spectacle and performances, but we're not going to be getting like 
a whole lot of crazy ass matches outside of the Super Junior Tag League and the World Tag League. Up next is a special challenge match uh, that is uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Eddie Kingston, and Michael Oku, uh, which is an interesting trio and one I'm kind of looking forward to see how they work together against three guys who absolutely do know how to work together United Empires, Hanare, Jeff Cobb, and TJP. So, it's kind of disparate parts on the other side with Tanahashi, Kingston, and Oku, but uh, no lack of talent in this one. Here's, uh, here's my bold prediction. You ready for it? Let's hear it. Michael Oku is Yo's partner. You think he Oku is going to be the partner? He gets the pin here, and he's invited to be uh, Yo's partner in the Super Junior Tag League. Interesting th- interesting take on that. There you I go. mean, that's a good thought. I was trying to think of whether it could have been uh, a guy from MLW, like Shoot Skywalker, somebody that starred, showed up in the All Stars Junior Festival. Mm-hmm. And it just, the more I thought about the fact that they didn't release the name and Royal Quest is this weekend. Uh, makes me kind of think that if they aren't making a dramatic tension with Leo Rush, that Michael Oku might be a really interesting name to be a partner. And right now it looks like Leo, is, well, one, he was ill and he missed destruction of Ryo Goku, which was terrible uh, and sad for him. Uh, but it looks like Impact has big plans for him and just can't let him go that long. You know, and, and it's, he's, he's heavily involved in their storylines. And so they, yeah. they need him. Yeah. So that's the other thing is the Bound for Glory was on the 21st. And Speedball Mike Bailey, Ace and Bay Connection, all those guys were all bound for glory. So they weren't yeah. going to be in the Super Junior Tag League. And yeah. so when we got these 10 teams, it was very much like homegrown talent. All right. Up next is another special challenge match. Hey, man. I don't. I mean, you could put this one anywhere, anytime. We're going to love it. Shingo Takagi against Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, need more be said. It'll be it'll be stiff. It'll be hard hitting. It'll probably be excellent. It'll be in a good 15 minutes or so, and everyone's going to love it. Doesn't really matter who wins, does it? <laughs> when the dragon fights the pit bull. Yeah. I, there's not a whole lot to be said of this one. It's going to be a great wrestling match. And that's what those yeah, two do. I, uh, I haven't heard anyone say they're disappointed that they, that this match is being made. So <laughs> yay it's... for, yay for ro- pro wrestling. Everybody wins with Shingo Takagi versus Tomo Hero. And it will provide a very nice contrast to our main event, which is for the US-UK title, Will Ospreay, the champion, against Zack Sabre Jr. There's a lot leading up to this. Of course, it could very well be a title change. They don't have to do it. But if Will's leaving, they might just pull the trigger here and switch the belts. Uh, Zack was Will's mountain to climb in Rev Pro. They spent a long time building up to Will Ospreay finally dethroning Zack Sabre Jr. for the British heavyweight title. That's the one we've seen Great O'Conn wear. Uh, it's the one we've seen Zack wear. We've seen Will, of course. So that, that Rev Pro title has been part of the New Japan canon for years now. And a big part of Will's story was beating Zack. I would say when he won that title from Zack, at that time, it was the biggest win of Will's career. Mm-hmm. That was the one that he finally ascended to be the top guy in England or or one of the top. He, he reached that elite level on that British wrestling scene by finally beating Zach after some attacks or some attempts. And so there's a lot of backstory to this and a lot of backstory with these fans who haven't seen this match in a good while. So I think it's really fun that the finish could potentially go either way. They might have Will just solidify himself as an elite wrestler, having beaten all those people that we've talked about before, Jericho, Kenny, Okada, all right. that. But 
if they feel like he's leaving, they might want to get the U.S. title, the U.K. title, and uh, put it on Zach. They could do that. Zach is a perfectly capable guy of handling that belt uh, well. Of course, he already has a TV title, but, you know, you can do things. Uh, it's fun when the main event result is in doubt and and you know that it's going to be a classic. So uh, I, nothing, nothing but uh, happy thoughts going into this one. I'm excited about seeing it. So... I'm of the feeling at this point with the run that Will Ospreay had that he is on a run and that whoever beats him needs to will be made as a result of this. Mm. That Timber Jr. doesn't really need to be made at that level. And if Will's going to leave, then whoever whoever does get it need can become a the major player at a level of that Timber Jr. Like they're just he doesn't need that. And so that's been that's been the underlying belief for me going into this match. And I could be totally off base on that. Um, the other aspect is, is they did announce uh, a match for Zack Sabre's TV title. So him going in, uh, I kind of muddied that a little bit. And that match was supposed to happen before this match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it kind of just kind of makes it ambiguous of whether uh, he should be holding two titles if he is potentially losing that title in the upcoming future. Uh, It's just messy. And I am more here for the actual match than worrying about who's going to win or lose because, God damn, it's a little off-spread that Sabre Jr. If I had to guess, I think Will retain for the reasons I said. Uh, But, you know, if Zach wins, I I wouldn't be upset. I wouldn't be like, oh, man, I'm wrong, and that was a bad call. Yeah, Zach's big match against Bolton Oleg finally going to happen after Oleg uh, had to pull out of the last one with that infection uh, after his wrist injury. That's October 24th, so 10 days after this one, it'll be Zach and Oleg for the TV title. Uh, So this one coming up on Sunday. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes with that. So that is uh, what looks like a really terrific card for Royal Quest 3. I I think there's a lot to like here. I think it's worth taking a look at for folks. I'm probably going to sign up for the Rev Pro. I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch it on Sunday, but I'll certainly have it uh, watched by the time we come back here next Thursday at our usual uh, bat time and bat channel. So uh, it it should be a terrific match. And uh, Venkin says uh, something tells me that Zach is facing brian at wrestle kingdom hmm. uh but he also feels like that's going to be the best match of the show i have you know i i've been very clear that i think that uh that i'm hoping i guess that we're going to get the daniel brian okada rematch at the tokyo oh Dome, but it could go a lot of different directions could go a lot of different directions did you did you catch the little bit about uh brandon uh the brandon cutler is going to gleet on december 30th in japan Mm -mm. I find Mm. it very interesting that Brandon Cutler is going to be in Japan the week before Wrestle Kingdom. Meaning what? Meaning that potentially people are going to be with him in Japan that have not been announced, potentially in the future. Rampant speculation. But wherever Brandon Cutler goes, so goes potentially the Young Bucks. Wherever Michael Nakazawa goes, who I believe is coming as well, so goes Kenny Omega. I find it very interesting that they will be in Japan on December 30th, and it's something to keep an eye on going forward for Wrestle Kingdom. As for Brian Danielson, I am on record saying that I think it's going to be Will Ospreay versus Brian Danielson at the Tokyo Dome in Japan, and John Moxley versus Kazuchika Okada at the, at the Tokyo Dome because they want to do fresh matches 
rather than repeat magic that AEW has done first. Mm, yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. I would just like to, I would like to see the rematch with Okada and Daniel. Oh, I want to see it, but I'm not sure. More than yeah. I want to see either of those other two. But uh, Colin's saying right, we're not doing a show. No, we're not doing a show after Royal Quest Three. Uh, we're we're not uh, we're not able to do that one. So there will not. We'll just be back here next Thursday and we'll talk about Royal Quest Three. But we're not doing a live show that day. It's uh, I'm 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 booked. I'm booked. Can't do it. So yeah, I took uh, the hit. I could have shown up, but I'm not going. <laughs> Should we talk Super right. Junior Tag League? Yeah, man, let's do it. So we found out who's going to be in the tournament. Uh, the tournament will begin on the, uh, yeah, there. Oh, there's a little grid, on uh, October 21st, and uh, it'll wrap up on uh, November 4th, I believe, is the, uh, the, the when the finals take place as mm -hmm. part of Power Struggle. So uh, we've got the Super Junior Tag League, and it's one block of 10 teams, uh, round robin like we expect, uh, but no A block versus B block, no semifinals or quarterfinals. It's simply going to be the top two scoring teams will meet in the finals at the Power Struggle show. So let's go over these. We mentioned earlier that Yo is not teaming with Leo Rush because he's going to be booked. Uh, but he is in there with X. We've got another X to deal with. And uh, you have your theory that it's Michael Oku. If it's not, if it's not Michael, I would also look to the All Star Junior Festival for some clues, perhaps. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe somebody who uh, looked good there, but. Uh, yeah, all all theories are, are open there. We will find out on the 21st because uh, they are in that very first uh, event. And it looks like each night's going to have five tag matches uh, so far. That's that's what we're seeing here. So each night, uh, another round of the tournament, so to speak. So the name from the All-Star Junior Festival that were there that could possibly be, that I'll throw it out to you. We got Blake Christian which I don't know why they wouldn't announce that guy ahead of time. Um, yeah, no, there's not really anybody on this list. That's Rich Kwan, um, Mike Bailey, Francisco Akira, Matt Seidel, Bushi, and Shem Skywalker. These were all the guys on the yeah. list. Going back, going back on it, there wasn't exactly, like, there wasn't a name that you need to, like, have the dramatic tension of announcing. Mm. Uh, and, and they've done things in the past where they've brought a young lion in to be a partner and they've right. lost every night, you know, but there aren't any junior young lions at the moment. And, uh, you know, so uh, the only the three young lions are uh, Oleg and uh, Oscar Loibe and Nakashima. None of them are going to be in this. So it, it'll be somebody I think Oku makes a heck of a lot of sense. Uh, Shun Skywalker would be the only one that I would think maybe uh, would make some sense uh, in that sense. But uh, we don't know. We, yeah. we, we don't know. That's it, it, it really comes down to was it going to be Leo and things got thrown into disarray for some reason and now they don't know or are they waiting for something to happen within the New Japan like world like the ecosphere in which they can then announce that this person is the partner so that's why I'm kind of with the Michael Oku thing if not it may just be they need to make sure Leo's cleared before they can announce him for whatever reason. But if it's one of these other guys and it's a later reveal, it, to me, that is not – none of these individuals are so, like, of a level that they are dictating – they are in need of being a surprise announcement, if that makes any sense. 
The next team announced was Kushida and Kevin Knight. And as Venkin mentions, Kushida, Kevin Knight sounds like an impact team. It is. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, yeah. So uh, Dunstan was asking who you thought X could be. And we kind of gave a couple of theories there. But there it is, Kushida and Kevin Knight. That's uh, another one of the teams there. So, uh, yeah, we, I mean, we've seen them before. They've challenged for the junior titles very recently. I'm sure they'll be treated with respect in the tournament. Uh, this is a team here, Ryusuke Taguchi and the DKC, that I would imagine be playing more of a spoiler role than a contender role. I don't want ass play, but we're getting ass play, Steven. Yeah, and Taguchi seems to be leaning into that more and more. And the DKC is, uh, I mentioned before, he's not quite my cup of tea. So we'll get through those matches. And then we have the odd couple team here, El Desperado <laughs> and Master Wado, coming off that best of seven series where they shook hands at the end, Desperado rather reluctantly. But they have agreed to tag in the Super Tag League, uh, Super Junior Tag League, Desperado, Master Wato, trying to put their differences aside. We'll see how they do. I'd imagine they're going to do well in the tournament, by the way, don't you think? Uh, I want to go back to the um, to the layout of the digs and see who they're facing on the last night. That's going to be a key, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, we have uh, Doki and Takamichinoku. We expected that. It's just five guys contingent. But uh, with Takamichinoku on the team, the way that they usually have him taking falls, uh, I, I don't see this one. Uh, I don't see this team being involved late. No, I think if just five guys is going to be dominant one of the – the tag tournament is going to be the World Tag League with yes. Yuya and Taichi. I think that's much more likely of a strong showing rather than these two guys. Although uh, you should circle the date of their match with LIJ because that will probably be a very interesting one and consequential to the grand scheme of things. Up next, we have Bushi and Titan. Good to see Titan back from CMLL. <laughs> uh, just super talented guy. And he and Bushi make a really good team. I don't know if they'll be involved in the, the finals or not. They might be. Uh, th this is a team that they usually treat with some respect. But uh, Bushi can do jobs and, and does. So, uh, you know, but uh, they're going to provide some good matches. These are two talented men. Yeah. Um, every time the two go in the ring, everyone talks about, oh, you got to check out the Bushi and Teton matches. Mm -hmm. And they get they don't get the flowers because they're – in the same stable as Hiromu. God but, forbid you don't get flowers. <laughs> but just, they're so good, man. They're they're so good. They are. And then Robbie Eagles and Kosei Fujita. Fujita, we he was barely gone. How can we miss you if you never go away? But right. here he is again with with Robbie Eagles. But it makes sense. I mean, this is the the TMDK uh, representative team, and uh, Fujita's fantastic. Robbie's excellent. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing that. I hope they get a bit of a push and they treat Fujita a little bit better than a young lion usually gets treated in these types of tournaments. He is on excursion now. You have an excuse to put him over a few times. Uh, I, I, mean, I don't expect him to win it, but they're, they're, I, I'm hoping to see more than just Fujita getting beat night after night. Yeah. I feel like we're going to get the one like very dynamic Fuji to win, but otherwise it's going to be a bad night. Bad night at the bad night at the office for Fuji a lot of this time. Yeah, I, I I know. I'm hoping against hope though that they treat him a little better than that. So, all right. TJP and Francesco Akira. So this is a team that we already know is absolutely outstanding and could very well uh, be this year's winners. Uh, yeah, they were holding the titles up until oof, what was it? The uh. Almost Dominion. They lost to yeah. they lost to Kevin Knight and 
Kushida. Kushida uh, yeah. And then Kevin Knight and Kushida ended up giving the title to Bullet Club. These guys seem like favorites to do well, but given that they just had the title, I feel like they're going to, if they're going to be in the hunt, they're going to be in the chase for a little while longer first. Well, let me po- pose this to you. And sure. I was thinking about this. They basically used Kushida and Kevin Knight to get the belts from these guys to Bullet Club because they wanted to push them. I think there may be a reason they didn't just want to have Bullet Club challenge these two. And it's not, especially because Maloney turned on these two in order to join Bullet Club. I think they want to do the story maybe on a bigger stage, perhaps. And Connors and Maloney have the belts. And this could be the thing where they try to get their revenge on Maloney uh, in you know either in in this tournament itself in keeping the champions from winning it or mm-hmm. perhaps these two winning it and then challenging them at the dome for those titles in some way uh that's a possibility for me i think there was a reason they didn't do the switch directly from these guys to the bullet club uh because i think they want to save that maloney versus that's these gonna be two a big match it could yeah. be wrestle kingdom you're not wrong well, it would have to be in the tournament and at Kingdom because yes. you know they're going to face right. each other in this thing. But uh, yeah, I, I think there's a story that they chose not to tell by using Kushida and Kevin Knight as a transition team. Yeah, I think I think I think I think you're not wrong. Uh, by the way, Dunstan just asked, do you either think we'll have any surprises at Royal Quest for the undercard? Well, Jeremy had a theory of an excellent one, which is Michael Oku getting a surprise pin in that match, thus positioning himself for this tournament and being X. Uh, after that, I eh, I think it's going to be a pretty strong night for the New Japan guys against the Rev Pro guys. I really don't really see any of the new. I don't see Ishimori losing his first match back. I'm looking around here. Uh, Trent Seven over Desperado could happen. That could happen. You could do that. They might just give Rev Pro something instead of a sweep, right? I don't. Suji- I don't particularly see anybody showing up that isn't announced on the card. If you're asking for anything like that, um, I think this is a pretty, pretty straightforward card for what is advertised and what you're going to get. It's going to be show showcasing a lot of the rev pro talent, but a lot of the new Japan guys are going over Uh, pretty straightforward stuff. And then of course we do have uh, back in the super junior tournament, the tag team champions, uh, Clark Connors, Drill Maloney, I've said the last couple of weeks that I've been really impressed with how well these guys have gelled in the ring. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing them get a lot more reps. Yeah. I'm, uh, I just think about Clark Connors tagging with Taguchi last year and doing like, yeah, at, at stuff and then not quite going very far in the best of the super juniors last year, but that pulled the trigger with uh, the drill and Maloney tag. And now it's just been off to the races. Uh, I expect these guys to be pretty dominant uh, yeah. just going forward, man. Yeah, I think they'll either make the finals or be upended yeah. at the very end just before. And then we have show and <laughs> Look at that render, man. <laughs> they used a great photograph for show for show here. He looks nuts. Uh my goodness. Uh yeah. So show and Yoshinobu Kanamaro, of course, we've got to have that uh house of exactly torture. Team. Where is the lighting come from from the uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think these two photographs are taken at the same time. This is, uh, but uh, yeah, here we go with uh, Show and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. I expect these two are going to do pretty well in this tournament. There, Jeremy, I think that they are going to want to make Kanemaru's turn look like it paid off. Yeah, I, I think I think you're probably not wrong in that whatsoever. And uh, let's go back mm-hmm. to the grid layout. 
-hmm. And then I'm going to read off to you the matches for the 21st of October that are in the tag. And then we'll go to the last night and see if we can't kind of read some tea leaves here. How about that? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So on the first night, the 21st, we got Kosei Fujita and Robbie Eagles versus Francisco Akira and TJP. Nice. Nice. Good match. Uh, Kevin Knight and Kushida versus Taka, Mishinoku, and Doki. Okay. I think that's a solid lineup to get underway. Mm-hmm. The DKC and Ryusuke Taguchi versus uh, Desperado and Master Wado. Good news for what, uh, Despi and Wado. I, uh, I, will, I will enjoy that match for reasons that are not associated to Ryusuke Taguchi. Uh, we have <laughs> X and Yo versus Drilla Maloney and Court Connors. Now that's interesting, isn't it? Because we're going to get X's debut against the tag champs. There, that's boy, that could end up upending Connors and Maloney just off of the whole uh, surprise entrant idea here. So we could see that could that be their big loss for the entire tournament. Could uh, be, could very well be one of those that gets them bumped at the very end. Yeah, because it's a, it's an odd booking. It's not impossible, but it's an odd booking choice to introduce X and then beat him. Sure, sure. And then we got Teton and Bushi versus Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Show. Nice. That should be fun. And then on the, I believe, on November 2nd is the last night. Yes. Okay, there we go. It's a Thursday. There is the order will be announced at a later date. So here we go. X and Yo versus Teton and Bushi. There you have it. Uh, yeah, it. It makes it makes you feel like Yo and X are going to have something to do with this thing. Not not going to be also Rans. Uh, this will this will be probably towards the top of the card. Hey, do you remember when I said that Kosei Fujita might get that one big win when he hasn't <laughs> done anything through the entire tournament? Where do you think that might happen, Jeremy? Well, their final match of TMDK, Fujian Eagles, is versus Trilla Maloney and oh. Clark Connors. <laughs> so if there were supposed to be a big fluke win at the very end, my goodness, that would lay some groundwork. It would also set the stage for a, a Tamashi title shot in Australia. Yeah. That I think yeah. that might draw some interest in, on the continent. That That is very insightful, Stephen. I like where your head is at. Uh, all right, we got Kevin Knight and Kushida versus Francisco Akira and TJP. Okay. And then we have Master Watto and El Desperado versus Yoshinobu and Kanemaru and Sho. Okay. So I think that and the Yo and X match versus Teton and Bushi feel like those would be the last final four that would go into mm-hmm. the, you know, those, those feel... Strong, yeah. and then the DKC and Ryusuke Taguchi versus Takamishinoku and Doki. Yeah, we expect those teams to be kind of out of the running early on that one, mostly putting the other teams over. So that would be the first tag team match of the night within the tournament, building yeah. toward that end right there. So, yeah, uh, boy, there's a lot of ways. Bujinek costing uh, yeah. uh, Bullet Club from advancing, and then Edsonio versus Teton and Bushi, yeah. as well as Wado Desperado versus Kanemaru and Sho to move forward with presumably Master Wado and El Desperado versus uh, I would go Teton and Bushi if it were me, but it just depends on what, where you're going with that. Yeah. I mean, Wado and Desperado, there's a little bit of a subtext too with Desperado and Kanemaru, right? I mean, they, yeah. they were, you know, that's the, that's the whole thing there where they used to be partners and Kanemaru didn't turn on them. They kind of split up. Yeah. But uh, there's a little subtext there they can work with, too. So, yeah, so, all right. 
There's I'm looking forward to, to this. There have, been, there have been super junior tag leagues that have been lackluster in the last few years. And this is one of them. This is something where uh, I'm looking forward to most of these matchups here. Uh, again, you know, I DKC is not my thing. I don't really like Taguchi's comedy so much, although we are in episode 69. <laughs> nice. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> You know, we and then we have Doki and Taka, which we don't expect to to do a whole lot just because they don't really put Taka Michinoku over anybody that's not named Dick Toko. So, uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, there are eight really strong teams in any combination of those. I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, so this is the promise that we have for the Super Junior Tag League just going forward, and then we'll have the World Tag League going back. But if you were to pick one of those four teams to face Clark Connors and Drill Maloney hmm. at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Who would it be? See, to me, it's, I think, Catch 2 2. I just think that's the story is them going back after Drill and Maloney for turning on them. Again, a lot of that depends on who X is. Because mm-hmm. if X is someone particularly intriguing, then, you know, there you go. I, I wouldn't mind seeing that either. But uh, I just keep going back to using Kushida and Kevin Knight as that transition team because I'm not even sure they had. A successful defense. I think it was just strictly to get it from catch two to to Bullet Club, so that they wouldn't have to do that match when they did it. That's why I, I keep going see, back to. I could see catch two two losing heartbreakingly in this tournament and not move forward. Uh, hmm. Going to the last night, it just doesn't happen. Then at Wrestle Kingdom, after Bullet Club wins. They're the people that come out at New Year's Dash or the or whatever and are the next people to challenge, and that's the hot New Year Dash um, program that we have. Because I, as much as I like, want to believe that Bullet Club versus Catch Two Two would be the hot program, I'm not sure that that's what they have in mind. I think uh, Bushi, Teton, Desperado, and Watto may may be higher in the pecking order on that one. Okay. I catch two, two is always treated real well. So yeah. that's just where I went with that. And I, I just thought, well, that was, it seems like that would be a big match was Maloney sure. against the guys he turned on and they didn't do it. So, uh, but uh, I think they got to do it sometime. They got to do it. Oh, They're going to get to it. As soon as you pointed out that logic, you were absolutely right on that. Then can ask, how did Kushida and Kevin win the belt? Some kind of roll up victory. Not really. Well, I'm trying to remember exactly how, but it was when they were really pushing Knight and Kushida as an exciting new team. And, uh, I don't recall the exact finish off the top of my head. I don't get, I don't have a memory of it being a fluky one though. I'd have to go back and look though. Uh, Megan, I, I'm not, I'm not positive off the top of my head exactly what the finish was, but I thought that was when they were giving Knight and Kushida a fairly strong um, push, but maybe man, may, uh, Knight may have done some roll up with a bridge that was particularly impressive to, to nip Akira. That's also possible. Wasn't I'm trying to look right now, but I wasn't able to find it. Might. <laughs> Man, I was Kushida. looking for maybe, uh, the uh, the matches. Maybe Kushida. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I know. I, I, I'm sorry. I've slept since then. I, I just it was a 19 it. minute match, and mm-hmm. I, for the life of me, don't do not think it was a roll up or a fluke, uh, yeah. fluke victory when they won it. I thought it was a very clean, very dominant, if surprising win by the Jet Setters at the time. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's Super Junior Tag League. Of course, we're going to be having uh, heavy coverage of that as it goes on because we're uh, we're excited about it. And it's going to be the dominant thing in New Japan for the rest of the month of October. But we have Fighting Spirit Unleashed. We have more matches set up now. More matches? Is, 
this is the one at Samstown Live in Las Vegas. And on October 28th, I will be there and uh, for this one. So we'll have some uh, live account of this one. I, not not live on the air. I mean, I'm not going to be doing YouTube from there. I'll get thrown out. But we, well, we will be on this show talking about uh, it on uh, the following Thursday. But I'll be in attendance there in Samstown Live. And uh, I'm, I'm very excited about it. But And we'll have more preview a heavy preview of this as the event approaches but mm -hmm. we have four new matches and one of them was on the screen right now tom waller against gabe kid as uh, gabe kid in this photo looks like he's sneezing uh he looks like he's sneezing in some way shape or form so <laughs> <laughs> sneezing um, is more family friendly this is this is an interesting match if this match had happened six months ago or a year ago i think it would be pretty cut and dry that we'd think that tom waller was gonna win this match <laughs> but now we're in a position where tom waller's stock might not be quite as high as gabe kid's stock in new japan right now and so this might be a stepping stone match to elevate gabe kid where in the past i wouldn't necessarily have thought that and I am just going to be very careful not to tip my girlfriend off about the jorts gag that he does, that Lola <laughs> does. I'm, I'm not telling. I just want to see her reaction when it, I just want to see it. Yeah, they, few people are more against the idea of men in jorts than my girlfriend is. She is violent. And you're going, and you're going to put this upon her unsuspectingly. Oh yeah, I, I want. You think I want, this oh, is going to go well for you? I want. I want her to say, "Oh, he's finally going to get rid of those stupid things." And then it's going to be great. Please, please record her reaction for this. You can't, you can't record. You're not supposed to record in there. You're not supposed to record. There no, for me. I want, see, I, want see, I want to see how angry she gets at you. Stephen. Trying to get me thrown out. God almighty. Right. Uh, Next match yeah. that they announced this past week, we also have uh, Satoshi Koji, a four-way match. Four-way match here. This is uh, for a strong uh, open weight uh, championship match. That's what Steven, this is. The contenders. What's that? I have to tell you, when I first saw this graphic, you know what I thought it was? I thought it was a tag team match. I too thought it was a tag match. I thought Satoshi Jima and Fred Rosser were going to tag against Alex Coughlin versus Jeff Cobb. And, <laughs> and my blew world my turned upside down. I was very confused. <laughs> what the and hell? Then, and then you so graciously informed me this morning that it was, in fact, <laughs> a four-way match. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes way more sense. Oh, but this graphic is irresponsible. The positioning of the guys <laughs> make me think that they are two <laughs> tag teams, not four men in opposition to each other. <laughs> well, we have uh, Sam from Power Rob Shell saying, there will be no short jorts slander on her watch. Well, I apologize there. I, I mean, I, again, this isn't me. This is my, this is my girlfriend. This is her thing. Uh, she's, there's, oh boy. She just can't. <laughs> process it you're right. digging yourself a hole that only your jorts are going to get you out of I, i'm not i don't have those are you out of your damn mind and i'm i, I don't wear them no i don't wear them. are you kidding me i i need to sleep i need to sleep in my bed at night i don't want to be your eyes wide open <laughs> oh my god so by the way the match that we're talking about again satoshi kojima uh and uh, fred rosser jeff cobb alex coglin the winner of that match is going to get a shot at the strong open weight title so that's that. you got any I would say, I mean, it seems like Cobb is the one that would win that thing, but there's also ways to get uh, Rosser in there uh, if uh, Cobb is tied up with Eddie Kingston on the outside and Rosser beats uh, Coughlin or the other way around or something. You know, in a four-way match, you don't have to, the best guy, you can explain the best guy not winning. 
any cage that is in the Ring of Honor is a strong champion. It's not even occurred to you that it would be Satoshi Kojima. No, I did. No, I did. I mean, it, it might not be. It, it could be a pin while those guys. Just, from the I think outside. it's Satoshi Kojima, and I think yeah, I think he would love to wrestle Kojima. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that's what it's going to be, and the rest of it is just uh, popcorn to get us there. Now, this one is a tag team match. It's ELP and Hikaleo. This one's for the strong openweight tag team titles. And uh, it'll be uh, with Lance Archer and Alex Zane. These are two teams I think are going to be in World Tag League. And certainly Hikaleo and ELP will be. I think Alex Zane has uh, eaten enough uh, tacos to get up uh, just barely over that uh, limit. And it'll be Lance Archer and Alex Zane against ELP and Hikaleo. And, uh, again, I think a preview for World Tag League uh, with these uh, four. Yeah, uh, I thought it was possible that Zane could be in the Super Junior Tag League, but no, no, he's been eating his Wheaties and uh, the protein powder and everything else that uh, you can pack on to muscle mass because that dude is a mini Lance Archer right now. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and up next, the next one we have, uh, there's one more there. And this is the one I'm particularly excited about seeing. I'm going to get to see Hiromu Takahashi and Tetsuya Naito team up in another preview against Yuya Uemura and Sanada. So we've got uh, the contingent that had their excursions in CMLL, Naito and Takahashi, and the contingent that had theirs in Impact, uh, or TNA as it was called back then, Sanada. And uh, Mura. I, I just think it'll be intriguing. I don't expect anything earth shattering to come of it, but uh, should be a fun match to watch. And I get to see uh, some of my favorite guys out there. Uh, I, I'm, I love me some Hiromu and Naito. This is, is going to be a fun match. This is number two of an announced tag between <laughs> Kanata and Naito. I, as long as I can count on one hand, I'm keeping track. Uh, maybe I get to five, I forget. But if they come in hot and fast, I'm going to be tracking them a lot more diligently. <laughs> All right. So with that in mind, we're going to uh, break that card down a lot more as we get closer to it. They, we also have some information on Power Struggle. Yes. And so on November 4th, Taiji Ishimori will challenge Hiromu Takahashi for the junior heavyweight title. Excuse me. Uh, that has been announced. So that's uh, going to be the title match there. So we will not be seeing Taiji Ishimori lose very much, or Hiromu for that matter. They have a title match announced. That'll be on November 4th, which also ties into the finals of the Super Junior Tag League. So that will be uh, the Power Struggle Show. There's more from that one, right? Uh, yeah, we got... There it is. So we have a, uh, we, we, they hinted at this not too long ago where uh, TMDK wanted to challenge for the never open weight trios title. And so we will have Kazuchika Okada, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Tomohiro Ishii defending those titles against Shane Haste, Mikey Nichols, and Zach Sabre Jr. So basically, if uh, Sabre runs the tables, he could hold half the titles in professional wrestling at this rate. <laughs> I think given the possibilities of what the Oleg Bolton match on October 4th, 24th, the results yeah. of that, uh, my opinion of how this could turn out could change significantly because these three guys taking the titles off of Okada, Tanahashi, and Ishii is indeed a very realistic possibility. And if Zach Sabre Jr., for whatever reason, loses that title beforehand, uh, my odds of them winning here would go up dramatically. And we also will have another preview. Tetsuya Naito and Yota Suji this time against Sonata and Uemura in uh, another Wrestle Kingdom preview there. So, uh, you know, it, 
if you're if you're Yuya Uemura, you're pretty happy. You're coming back in some pretty prominent spots. Granted, you're not the focus, but uh, Sonata and Naito will be. But uh, nevertheless, I can't complain about the spot. They're putting him in front of a lot of people in a lot of very important matches. I will tell you right now, it feels like Yuya Uemura is just looking right in front and confronting his destino. Yeah, I, that's the other side of it is he does feel like he's the one that's going to lose a lot of these falls yeah. early on right there. It's probably going to take him a little while to earn his uh, way up the card, but that's the way it goes in New Japan, isn't it? I mean, we felt the same way about Master Wato where he was just losing, 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 yeah. and then boom, he's a junior, uh, jun- super junior winner and now part of a team that's going to contend for that uh, super He's in the near main event scene. There's nothing to complain about, but... Uh, he is the newest young lion back from excursion. You saw the trickle of progress that they gave uh, Narita, Shota, and Yoda as they got mm. back and, yeah. and 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 trickled towards victories for them. So uh, patience will be a virtue with you, Yoda. Yeah, and, and if you you saw his face when he came out there, he's happy to be home. He's happy to be home. And uh, it, it, Impact is not the cesspool that TNA was when Sonata and Okada were there. <laughs> so, but still, it's this is a man who's happy to be home. It's you know, it's a long time to be away. It's just a long time to be away. So, uh, yeah. And then the Lone Star Shootout, man, I'm excited about this one. I, I was 75% toward buying tickets to this show in the first place, but uh, Mayu Iwatani is going to defend the IWGP Women's Championships. Uh, this is a woman who may end up being the best women's wrestler of all time when her career's over. I still think that's Manami Toyota. I know Akira Hokuto gets some uh, votes, and that, those are very legitimate votes. But Iwatani is one of the greats, and I'm going to get to see her. I, I, I bought my ticket today uh, for the Curtis Caldwell Center. Uh, it says Dallas is technically in Garland, but it's Dallas metro area. Friday, November 10th, Iwatani. And we are also know that uh, we are getting uh, John Moxley, Mistico, and Ultimo Guerrero. Mistico and Ultimo Guerrero, big-time uh, CMLL legends. And Shingo Takagi. Those have been announced. No matches have been announced as of yet. But uh, Mayu Iwatani, right here in Texas. I'm going. So, if Rocky's on that show, and if he had, if he involved in AAA or CMLL? CMLL. Okay. Now, Rocky's the biggest heel in CMLL right now. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I got that right before I went further down that that rabbit hole, which is not a rabbit hole. So if, uh, if it gets interesting later on. Yeah, uh, there's there's a lot of things going on with that, with involving AEW, working with... Well, I was just talking to Scott Edwards about this, that it's a little wackadoo what what's mm-hmm. going on with that, because AEW works with AAA, right. and, but... They also work with New Japan. New Japan works with CMLL. CMLL usually doesn't work with anyone who works with AAA, but it's there's the whole triangle thing going. And there's one on the women's side, too, because, of course, New Japan and Stardom are both owned by Bushiroad. Sure. They work with AEW. New Japan does. Stardom doesn't work with AEW. They work with Tokyo Joshi Pro, who doesn't work with anybody except for AEW. And even then, it's mostly so they can bring the girls in that dress like anime characters for Kenny Omega's book. <laughs> so it's it's a weird thing. I, I I was supposing this with all this with Scott is that I don't think AEW wants what Stardom does for their women's division. I don't think that's what they want from their women's. I don't think they want great matches. From their women's division. I think AEW wants women who do 
a lot of skits and acting and the timeless Tony storm stuff is fantastic. It's great. I absolutely love it. And uh, I I would have cursed right there. My mom watches this, but uh, it's really wonderful. And I'm not knocking it. Anna J. Wait, your mom watches this. Do I have to apologize for cursing all the time? I am sorry, Steven's mother. I did not know you were watching. I'm not going to stop cursing, but I will keep it in mind in the future. I want, I want you also to keep in mind that my mom grew up surrounded by men who root for the Cubs. She's heard swearing. And so, uh, and, and the sadness. bears too, good grief. I don't even want to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the woman's heard some swearing in her time. But uh, point being that, uh, you know, it's just this kind of thing. Where I think AEW wants women who act. Uh, Anna sure. Jay and Ty, who do all the skits and have done hundreds of hours of being the elite and things like that. Uh, and, you know, the, the stardom women, like a, a really good 15-minute match isn't really what AEW wants right now out of its women's division. They want those personalities and marketable characters. And so that's kind of where I'm coming from on that. TJPW has some of that, you know, the anime type of things and and all that. So, you know, and uh, as Colin mentions, at least Mayu's defending your bell for a change. But I think that's maybe why some of the disconnect is there with AEW and stardom, because I think they want different things from their wrestlers. My theory on that. Well, I know that you were mentioning stardom. Did you uh, did you happen to want to use that as a segue to go into the New Japan stardom business plan notes that we uh, we wanted to talk about? We can certainly do this. Uh, and and Colin's asking if I was on this week's five star show with Scott. No, that was just a private conversation I had with Scott. Uh, I haven't been on that show for a little while, unfortunately. I'm hoping to go back on it very soon. But that, no, that's not. I wasn't on the uh, five star Joshi show this week. I'd love to be, but uh, not quite. Uh, yeah, so we had the business call, uh, and, and that's all available, by the way, if you, uh, with Patreon, you can hear the five-star Joshi show with the Patreon at Fight Game Media, and I definitely recommend doing so. Scott is, uh, one of the best people in the English-speaking world when it comes to Joshi wrestling, so, uh, if you want to know anything about that, that is your man. The business details, uh, come through that, uh, big presentation they had. We mentioned Historic Crossover and the date for the app. There was more... Uh, and they mentioned, uh, first of all, like the, I was excited about this, Jeremy, that they said that the pandemic, uh, led them to shift their focus when it comes to their income streams from live events to content licensing, pay-per-view sales. We've seen a lot of that with the, mm-hmm. uh, various NJPW world, uh, additional pay-per-views. Apparently this worked because they announced that they have moved revenue back to 5.3 billion yen in 2023, as opposed to 5.4 in 2019. So while live attendance dropped off since the attendance, they almost have revenue back up. The good news on that is if they can just get attendance back to where it was in 2019 before the pandemic, this company will be in very good shape. Yeah. Now it, it it hurts. It's it's again, it's like 30% lower because the yen is weak than it was weaker than it was in 2019. Which we were but, talking about last week with the tourism. So this is this is good news, though. They, they've managed to successfully uh, get some revenue. And because, and the reason I even mentioned that is, you know, we don't like to get in the nuts and bolts of it terribly much here. Kadani said that they weren't far away from shutting the doors with the pandemic when they were shut down because so much of their business came from live ticket sales, merchandise. And, you know, Tana, he mentioned that Tanahashi was coming to him just going, we okay, boss? We okay, boss? And Kadani was like, okay, Tana, you know, we're, 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 we're going to be all right. And he Don't said worry he, would about go, it. <laughs> he would go back to his office and just think, we're about three weeks away from going broke. Uh, so 
the fact that they have moved a little bit toward content licensing, the pay-per-view stuff and things means that they are uh, becoming more diverse with that. And which makes the company stronger and able to ride out those weird waves and things. So uh, I wonder if that was part of the reason why the app refresh took so long is that they just mm-hmm. didn't have the, the resources both financially and uh, within the company to allocate to work that because they were running so like threadbare. Let's get an amen for this one, by the way. Thank and Bjorn says, I respect Kadani for not firing yeah. people. Amen, my friend. Absolutely right. Uh, yeah. And uh, there were no Black Fridays in New Japan. No, no, no. And uh, thank goodness for it right there. So, uh, by the way, we had a couple of comments earlier I'm trying to find now uh, that are worth mentioning because uh, they had to do with. Uh, oh, yeah. Venkin mentioned earlier, by the way, I knew Mayu's defending on that show. So she's in the U.S. for the first time in years. Yeah. And then uh, Richard uh, said, I'll be getting my Dallas tickets this weekend. Mystico, Mayu and Moxley. Heck yeah. Very cool lineup right there. So uh, sorry. Those came. Those comments came earlier before we were talking about the card. I wanted to get them in now. So thanks, guys, for uh, chiming in on that. Appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, so they mentioned that. So, the, again, the company is getting a little uh, more diverse and things. They also mentioned youth, emphasizing the three musketeers, of course, three with three musketeers. And they also touted Yuya coming back, uh, Fujita and Oiwa off on excursion, Nakashima, Bolton, and Loibe making strides. So they are aware that a, a youth movement is something they are going to need and uh, keep that uh, – things uh, fresh on top. Of course, no timetables for anything like that. They don't say stuff like that in business presentations, but they were very high on uh, on these guys and, and touting the younger end of their roster. They feel like they have uh, some guys with great futures. And I have to say, I agree with them, Jeremy. The, the more I see of almost everyone on the screen right now, uh, like Clark Connors, Kevin Knight, Watto, uh, and we mentioned the Ringy with Three Musketeers and you know, the guy's off on excursion now and the young lions they have, it just seems like there's, it's a diverse group, which might be the most important part. Yeah. I'm, when I look at this, I'm kind of startled and realizing just how many of these young lions went right into the heavyweights instead of the mm-hmm. uh, junior heavyweights. Cause you're looking at this and you got Watto Clark and Kevin Knight who came out of the LA dojo and the, the young lions. And those are the only three super juniors. I think you got Ocon, you got Kib, you got Coughlin, you got the Rewa, and they're all heavyweights. I'm like, oh, yeah. And so I'm super excited for the next five. Uh, It feels like they are really escalating and pushing up the amount of time that these guys go on excursion. So already seeing Kosei Fujita coming back from excursion was one of those. I wasn't sure that they were going to do it, but it does make a whole lot of sense that they're doing it. Yeah, no, and and just a talented guy. And Fuji is another one similar to uh, like Loibe, and that just has all kinds of personality to him. Obviously, very different than Loibe, but these young guys have their characters uh, coming forth a little quicker than some of the others have as well. Uh, that was something that uh, I, I think is going to be healthy for them because he, each of them seems to have a, a, a real personality to them. Uh, that I'm not sure we would have said that five years ago about Young Lions when they were just going up. Yeah, so uh, very excited about Webe, very excited about Yuta Nakashima, and Oleg Bolton, Bolton Oleg. Apparently both are okay. <laughs> you can, you can say either. <laughs> yeah. People get it. So. And, 
We found out that, uh, well, we knew, I guess we kind of knew this. Kazushi Okada produced a reality show that's uh, like a New Japan version of Tough Enough. So it followed a series of people trying to pass the Noge Dojo tryout. And it said some of them may make their debuts before the end of the year, the ones that made that. So there are different degrees of this. They could be new young lions. We're not really expecting people to just pop out of this system onto the main roster, but these would be people that get into the Noge Dojo. And that's, you know, from there, that's still a very, very long road to being on any New Japan shows. But uh, maybe some of those guys were, were good enough that we might see them uh, perhaps as young lions before the end of the year. It said it was very interesting wording. It said some of them may make their debuts before the end of the year. So they left themselves an out. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they're giving the Coco a lot of outs. The only date that I felt like they were really willing to commit to was we're dropping the app on November 9th. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that seemed to be the only one they were really sure of, isn't it? Uh, January 4th, November 9th, we got those. We know those. Uh, but yeah, you're right. And so but we'll see how that goes. I would like, uh, Jeremy, I don't know if they'll ever do this, but I, I would like to see that on NJPW World sometime. Just put that in there like they did Lion's Pride. I, I, I'd watch that. If they they put it on there at some point, I am when they're right there with you. I would mm. I would be there as well. Depends on licensing and who it's. Uh, yeah. I think it's with Abima, that that group, uh, right now. Anyway, uh, the tour they're going to Hokkaido in 2024. Now this is interesting because they have they go to support Sapporo. They go they go to that uh, they go to that city uh, fairly frequently. Uh, a couple well frequently a couple of times a year they go up there. It's, it's the northernmost uh, island of Japan there, Hokkaido. Uh, it's where all the good milk is. They have a, they have a good dairy industry up there. Makes really good ice cream. Uh, Hokkaido tour. They had it scheduled for 2020, so they announced this uh, in early 2020 uh, that they were finally going to do a full tour of not just Sapporo but other cities around the island. And then, of course, they got wiped out by the pandemic. So they're going to finally do that again in 2024, and it's something they have not done in many many years. So we're going to be seeing some new towns and uh, perhaps new, you know, refresh those markets a little bit because some of those fans in some of those towns in Hokkaido haven't seen New Japan Wrestling since before most of the current roster were actually were actually active you know, on the main roster. I mean, mm -hmm. It's been that long. So for them to tour Hokkaido, uh, that's uh, a pretty big deal. And it certainly will be to the fans up there. So why didn't they go for all this time? Well, it it just kind of fell off to the point. It's a long trip for one, uh, for Japan. It's a long trip, and uh, Sapporo was the the main city up there. So they would just go to Sapporo and just kind of call it a day on that, and not really tour the rest of the island. So it was. Uh, these are fairly it was small pragmatic towns. Pragmatic and budgetary and all the and that, things. And there's just not there's just not a huge population up there. This is going to be a house show tour that would be in front, you know, in, in smaller towns than we're used to on Hancho, uh, which is the the island that contains Osaka, Tokyo, not Kyoto, with no and, cheering and such like that. Yeah, and so you know they're major major cities are mostly on Honshu and uh, Sapporo is about the only one that's on Hokkaido that has real size to it there are others i think and but you know but it's a very different uh, different area and it's it's a remote trip with smaller towns so i think they just kind of said well we can just keep going to Hiroshima and Nagasaki and Kyoto or not Kyoto they don't go to Kyoto that often but uh, you know Osaka and Nagoya and all these things Closer to home, bigger towns, just better deal. And uh, but now I think they're servicing those fans 
And uh, you should do those once in a while. And, you know, even WWE used to go to real small towns uh, sometimes on the house show circuit back when there was a heavy house show circuit just to keep those folks interested. Yeah, I uh, I just kind of show up for where the shows are airing when they're on live. So you are you are the one with the touring information. Give me all the context here. I'm, so. the, I'm the venue nerd. I'm the you venue are, nerd. You are, in fact, the venue nerd. But hey, this is the business plan. And this was a big part of what they were saying is that they were doing the Hokkaido tour. They hadn't done it in a few years. And it was very important as well as what the pan, pan Asia like exploration for New Japan. Yeah, and there is an alliance. They're doing the Asia Pacific Pro Wrestling Alliance. And the idea is uh, this is with two companies in Thailand called Puzzle and Setup, neither of which I've really heard. Puzzle, I heard of Puzzle and Setup in Thailand, uh, DFW in China. Uh, so uh, I'm assuming that doesn't mean Dallas Fort Worth like it does here. Uh, Grapple Max from Singapore. And uh, the intent is to grow pro wrestling in Southeast Asia as a potential super uh, future market, as a potential future okay. market. So creating a little uh, alliances with these groups in, uh, I said, Thailand, China, Singapore. And uh, these are small companies, of course, but, you know, maybe they'll uh, get some New Japan stars on their shows every once in a while. Maybe they can grow that into a place where they can tour occasionally. The idea mm -hmm. is to grow pro wrestling in Southeast Asia. And of course, they're is a huge, huge population there in Southeast Asia. And if you can uh, wrangle that, which is a challenge, it's a big challenge for sure, but uh, that's a lot of potential customers. Yeah. What other stuff is there to cover on this business plan? I know that there's one thing that I'm not sure that we covered, and that is that Stardom will not be on the Wrestle Kingdom show and that they will be having their own show the same day of Wrestle Kingdom, hmm. and they will be they will be earlier in the day, but we will not be getting a seven minute uh, Stardom adjacent match yeah. when we want a twenty minute match on Wrestle Kingdom this year. Uh, it does not seem that anyone involved in this arrangement is particularly interested in doing it, so that they're giving them their own show. It feels like the better plan, pragmatically. Yeah, and uh, Colin here was asking how many prefectures have New Japan done. I don't have that in front of me. I'm not sure how many they've done. He said start. He says Stardom has done 44 different prefectures. They tour Hokkaido a little bit further. <laughs> and Vankin's uh, glad. Thank God uh, for that news there. And uh, Colin does say that Setup is a great company and have some really good wrestlers. So maybe we'll see some uh, interesting uh, talent there. He says Stardom wants to do Okinawa and uh, two others whose uh, names escape him. So uh, yeah, it's. Stardom seems willing to go to these smaller towns more so than New Japan does, but you got to go there and and get those fans. Uh, you know, it helps. To, it really does. There's evidence that it keeps fans interested when you go and let them see the guys live. And uh, Venkin just says, "Not uh, thank God they're not on the show, but thank God uh, he would rather have the 20 minute match." Fair enough. <laughs> uh, now, did they say? And I'm, I'm a little. I've been caught here a little bit. Did they say where that show on? Jan is it going to be in? Uh, it's Corcoran? adjacent to the Tokyo Dome. It's good. So one of the, yeah, it's good. It could be right. It's it's in the it's in the same like structure like the facility. Oh, is is it in Corican Hall though, or no? It's in the other facility. Like there's hmm. a nicer new facility that they don't use, and they go not to Corican. I it was something that uh, Meltzer said on Wrestling Observer. He was explaining it today. So I was wondering. I was wondering that. Here's why I was wondering it. In the past, Tokyo few Dome years, City Hall. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, credit to Anish on the show. Oh, thank I just you, Anish. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, or Anishas. I'm not, I guess I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, thank you, Anishas. I appreciate that. Um, and TJPW's, of course, that's where I was going. It has become a day similar to WrestleMania where groups that aren't affiliated with New Japan run the area in the same day, knowing that there are people from all over Japan and even all over the world. It's a great that, idea. It is. And it's it almost has become its own festival the way Mania Weekend has. Mm -hmm. And when I was in Japan, for instance, the, the night that I was in uh, Corican Hall, Noah announced that they were running Corican Hall on January 4th. <laughs> and that came up and the whole crowd was like, whoa, you know, they, they got that great little pop. Uh, so it's something that other companies have done to try to piggyback off. And that's and this is fine. This is not you say piggyback. Now it's a knock on them. But taking advantage of the fact that there are all these people that aren't normally in Tokyo What's and the Japan. Arriving tide lifts all ships. Like yeah. everybody's there. They want to see wrestling. If you've heard about stardom and stardom is advertising a show the day of Tokyo Dome. And you're like, I want to go see, I may never get another chance to see stardom. You're going to sell that. You're going to sell that show out. So if you are similar to me and you're traveling to, wrestle kingdom and you're just going to make it this is my vacation this year we're going to go there think yeah and this is the point that that I, colin's making the point that i uh said so that'll be tjp new japan and stardom all doing shows on january 4th mm -hmm. more than that all three doing shows within walking distance of one another mm -hmm. because cork and hall depending on where the sun is can be literally in the shadow of the tokyo dome it's that close it's next to it uh, that plaza in which to in which cork and hall sits is you walk out of the building on the ground floor, turn left, and there's the Tokyo Dome, up a set of steps past the TGI Fridays. And it is it is right there. And Tokyo Dome City, of course, that's where the Yumiori Giants play, the biggest mm -hmm. baseball team in Japan. And that Tokyo City Hall, they've done a show there before. New Japan has been a while, though. And uh, it is an, a nice new building. It's City Hall. It's not a political building. But in Japan, the different neighborhoods are often called cities. So you will hear people refer to uh, Shibuya City. That's where the big intersection is. That's everybody seems to do a video in, which has like you know 19 different streets. It feels like you know and thousands of people crossing this big busy intersection. Shibuya City, Shinjuku City is a big tourist area. Rapungi City, that's the party zone. Uh, you remember they called uh, what uh, Rocky Romero and Rapungi Rapungi Vice and yeah. yeah. Rapongi 2 Rapongi 3K and all that. Um, Tokyo Dome is a neighborhood like that. So the Tokyo Dome City is just that whole general area. So Tokyo Dome City Hall isn't a political place. It's not like a city hall like we have here. It's it's a it's an arena or at least a little venue there. I think they mostly use it for music. But uh, so all of that, there's a little festival going on. So if you're if you're on the way over there and tickets are available to to foreigners, um, you can catch at least two, maybe three shows in a day out there, or at least parts of them, right? And they're all within walking distance of one another in that one uh, area. And it's very easy to get to by train. And so, uh, you know, it, it's great for fans. It's just a fabulous thing for fans. Yeah, it's, uh, I think this is going to be a really good January 4th in Japan, in all yeah. honesty. I think in addition to all that, the AEW presence will probably be pretty significant, and I, I'm excited. You know, yeah. like 
the the landscape towards Wrestle Kingdom, which is going to be the primary driver of our conversation for the next three months. Uh, I'm not super over the moon with Sonata and Naito being the big <laughs> thing that we are going towards, but I love the majority of New Japan, and I'm okay with not being completely head over heels with the main event. I'm still going to enjoy myself, and we're going to have a blast going going into the Wrestle Kingdom season. Yeah, and Venkin mentions that it's quite crazy. The Dream Queendom is a week before that. Yeah, that's usually like the very end of December, and uh, I believe they have they have graduated the Oda Ward Gym for that one. I think for the mm-hmm. most part, they mm-hmm. used to run that in uh, Corican Hall, but that show's too big for that now. That's uh, Stardom's too big for Corican for that one. But uh, yeah, I, the, all that's going on right now. That looks like five star Grand Prix winner Suzu Suzuki against Tam Nakano in the main event. So should be fantastic. Hopefully. Uh, what Starlight Kid, uh, Utami Hayashita, and Sayaka Matani can come back soon because that five star <laughs> Grand Prix took a toll on that roster, boy. As it will, you know, that's they they wrestle hard. And uh, and Colin says, if that means Sonata dropping the belt, then I'm cool with those two main eventing Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> uh, so, right. yeah, yeah, you know, it, yeah, it's it's a, something that I think they're gonna have a difficult time making the fans happy if we don't get that roll call, aren't we? I mean, they built it up so hard that we didn't get the roll call and uh, possibly with more, with more gold coming. So, uh, and, oh, and I'm, I'm just getting word now that Suzu is challenging in November and not a dream queendom. So the, Oh boy. Well, I guess they have other plans for the, for that. The, usually the five-star Grand Prix champ is challenged at Dream Queendom, but I guess that's not uh, happening. Get right up and, right. and, and school us next week, Stephen. Yeah. Okay. She's challenging a gold rush in November. Ah, oh, geez. All right. Sorry, guys. My bad. I, um, yeah, I didn't catch that. Dug on it. So it's a good thing we're not doing a stardom show. Huh? That's what. All right. So cool. we're going to, we're going to talk the Royal Quest recap next week. We'll right. talk any more match card update for Power Struggle and the, uh, Whatever strong style unleashed, fighting fighting spirit unleashed in Vegas is, is yep. the name of that one. Lone yeah. Star Shootout should have a couple more information. I don't think we're gonna get the World Tag League update in the next week. Uh, just doesn't feel like it. Seems a little early for that, but there could be stuff to talk about. So you should guys should join us next week, same time, same channel, and we will talk all things New Japan with you. Yes, and uh, make sure you talk to Scott for anything Stardom related. <laughs> Um, I, apologize. Maybe. I apologize for the errors. I guess I'm just a little bit behind on that because I was prepping for this show. So maybe uh, maybe, maybe we bring Scott Edwards on for for a check in. Well, we're gonna need to do that around historic crossover anyway. And Scott's maybe. a big, a great friend of the show, and I'm sure he'll be on uh, in in probably in the meantime too. Routine so guest host, Scott Edwards. <laughs> All right. So with that in mind, we're ready to wrap this one up. Yeah, let's do it. I want to say thank you to everybody who watched us live, everybody who listens later, everybody who watched this video later. We really enjoy doing this show for you guys. We're very grateful that you spend your time with us, and uh, it's our privilege. And we will be back next week at the same time, same channel, all that, Fight Game Media. For Jeremy Feinstone, I'm Stephen Conway. Thanks again. This has been Speaking of Strong Style, and we'll see you again very soon.